0: Three, two, one. Hi, and welcome to Tangent Ever After, the podcast about storytelling. My name is Lucas, and I'm setting a timer for one hour. Joining me today are
1: I'm Martudo, I'm the Mexican trainer. I have no idea what we're about to talk about.
2: Uh, my name is Gabriel. Uh, the anime Jim writes currently my tag. Uh, I change it too many times, and I do know about Doctor Who. <laughs>
0: I love Doctor Who so um, yeah so just gonna start off with our own little introductory Doctor Who stories. Um, previously I've mentioned that I've been aware of the franchise since I was a kid but uh, my little child brain had no idea what was going on and then I discovered it again when I was 21 and uh, loved it um, uh, and have been a fan since then it's been 10 years actually.
1: Huh. I, i've probably known about it since i was about 21 because i went over to my cousin's house not lucas who was watching it and that's probably my first introduction to realizing that this was a thing that existed and people watched it
2: um i uh i was actually kind of similar aware of doctor who at some point because of a friend of mine uh jared or toon velo he uh, recommended the show yeah he is and he recommended the show to me years back and i said i i I was like sure i'll watch it because he recommends shows to me constantly so i have a long list um but i kind of forgot about it uh and then i discovered it at some point uh mine is a little bit more of a sob story i was going through some time of a long period of depression and doctor who kind of saved me from that, I could relate really well to the Doctor, and uh, I just have been obsessed with it ever since.
0: Plot twist, me too. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Maybe.
1: Oh, sorry. Maybe that's what I need to get into it. I just need to go through another long period of, de- of depression. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's for happy people, too, don't worry. Um, I mean...
2: It can make you depressed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, so speaking of depression uh, we're not going to explore all of doctor who we do not have enough time so we're just going to focus on the most recent doctor jodie whitaker and the Chibno era um for those that don't know jodie whitaker is the first and so far well no not anymore um she's the first one first ish female doctor um <laughs> If any of you are familiar with the Doctor Who um, thing called The Doctor and the Fateful Death, uh, Joanna, something rather from Absolutely Fabulous, played the unofficial first female doctor, and she almost was the Mm. doctor had they not been cancelled in 1989.
2: Wow, I didn't know that.
0: Uh, gosh, those ding uh, woke millennials canceling things and
1: the
2: <laughs>
0: night and the, before they're born, before they're born. <laughs> My birth caused the end of Doctor Who. Shame. Same. <laughs> same. <laughs> uh, what was I gonna say? So, I just remember being very shocked and a little disappointed because. um I think I was hoping for Chris Marshall to be the Doctor because my dad and I would watch Death in Paradise and I was like, ooh, it would be cool if he was the Doctor because he was one of the bigger names that was most likely.
2: I do remember when they, they always do the rumors that are flying around and I never really... I, I, I found too many rumors and I just couldn't, I couldn't see anybody as a Doctor. Uh, at that point in time, I just didn't know who... And I didn't even know Jodie Whittaker. I did recently see one of her alien sci fi movies that was really bad that she was in with it with John, uh, what's his name? John Boyega from Star Wars? Really?
0: Oh, <laughs> she did
1: something. We were so in a movie finished. together, yeah. Wait, wait. You t- you're telling me Finn was in an episode of Doctor Who?
2: Well, no, not Doctor Who, but they did a movie together. Oh. I can't even remember what a British movie It was like a sci fi kind of. Uh, comedy action movie, and that's where I saw her. Uh, that was like one of her first performances, I think. And seeing her in Doctor Who afterwards, I was like, you know what? I, I think she could work well uh, if there were better circumstances, maybe.
0: Right? Um, I knew her from Broadchurch, and uh, I had the first two seasons. She kind of just does this thing that she normally does, where she's like a a mother or a wife going through issues, like her. It was kind of her typecasting for why it was, like, um... Basically, the first two seasons of Broadchurch, uh, she... Her husband is cheating on her, she discovers she's pregnant, um... Her son is murdered, and the kid at large. Yeah. Now? So, like, she was... What? Like, all that happens during the first two seasons, and it's, like... She had been typecasted for the longest time of, like, lady going through stuff. That's but horrible. It is. And, like, um, Doctor Who was, like, her first role. It's like, oh... I get to be happy.
2: Jeez! I, wow! I, yeah, yes. I would have jumped at it.
0: Yeah, but it's like it's kind of funny too, because like she was talking to Chip now, and she said I'd like to do Doctor Who, but as a villain, because she wanted all that latex makeup. And it was like, <laughs> he was like, you're gonna have to apply, uh, not apply, uh, audition for the role, and uh, if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. I would just stick you in one of those latex villain whatever's.
2: I think like most doctors, you kind of have, you see them at the very beginning and they kind of struggle uh, to find their role. And I think Jody very much did that um, at the very beginning, but I saw her grow into the role and I enjoyed her in the end, despite bad writing.
0: <laughs> I kind of liked her first season more because uh, going back to what I said about her getting to, um, she got to be happy. Right. Like, actually show other variations of her abilities, and then as soon as... Oh, by the way, this is going to be, like, spoiler-infested audience. Um, Sorry. Right, right. Uh, as soon as they destroyed Gallifrey again, she went into her angsty, angry lady mode again. I was like, oh, gosh darn it. <laughs> when she hmm. went back to what she knew well.
2: She went back to it. Right.
0: Uh, so that was just like, oh, wow, well, it was fun while it lasted. And um, second season, not so great. Like, it was a lot of misses and uh, flex, but... Um... <laughs> uh, so how did you feel about her first season? I felt I think... great. I believe her performance
1: was really <laughs> good. <laughs> and I'm saying this from complete experience. I Trust me, I, I know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. He has no idea
2: what he's talking about. No, no, he doesn't. <laughs> I, I think I, for the most part, I think she did uh, pretty well. The most memorable, I, I it, it, just in general, I think the season, the first season, for me was very forgettable. My, the two episodes that popped out were Rosa Park, the Rosa Parks episode, and the of Demons of the Punjab. Those were the two that I remember like the most. most of the rest of the episodes I really don't recall too well, except for that uh, those. But overall, I do think that she did uh, she did bring the eccentricity that the doctor always usually has. And so I, I, I did enjoy Jody. Uh, it, it was uh, different, you know, most people. Uh, you get past the, all the haters that were just angry that she was a woman. <laughs> um, and I think she did a good job as the doctor. Um, I, I learned to love her more as the series progressed. Um,
0: Sorry. continue. It's
2: okay. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Uh, yeah, but I, I just learned to lo- love her more as the series progressed. But the first season, I think uh the first few episodes she did a good job of grounding herself and kind of like to establish her role uh because a a little bit i felt like she was unsure of what she was going to do of moving forward but i think she kind of figured it out towards the end
1: yeah i I believe i believe she did great i think she did a great audience i think (laughs) i I can't finish that sentence
0: (laughs) Um, for me, uh, and this is kind of my own sad story, is like um, like months before the premiere episode, uh, my dad did pass away. So like Doctor Who was like one of those few kind of like light at the end of the tunnel type of situations for me. So it's just mm-hmm. like this is something to do its best to make me happy. And then I remember like I was getting ready for work and I was watching the because uh, um, I would order everything i purchased the season ahead of time via google play which is now dead um and so i was it was like something i would watch before i get ready for work and i just remember i was watching the demons of the punjab episode which to me is my favorite episode of the whole ever whole 10 Mm. year and like i was just like bawling and crying like crazy at the end i was like okay this affected me more than it should have (laughs) that
2: was a very emotional episode
0: yeah it sounds like it. Um, so,
1: like, I, I okay. So, I'm not familiar with Doctor Who that much, but I know they're like time traveling, and that's that's about it. Um, so, like, you say there were like demons of the Punjab in this episode. Like, so, like, what are these demons, and what are they? like, what are they? What is their goal?
0: Um, so I firmly believe it's a figurative title because. It's a twist about two-thirds of the way through the episode where, like, the aliens that you expect to be the villains of the episode reveal their true shocking colors, and it's like, oh, oh, they're here to give proper burials to people. And, like, the true villain of the story is, um, technically the English. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. They're dunking on themselves. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it's it's Partesian, right? Um... <laughs> i'm not a history is my weak subject
2: <laughs> right it's the uh, it was the partition of uh indian pakistan is the backdrop of the story and uh, i know i only know so much about it mainly from that episode and miss marvel um that's
0: right <laughs> <laughs> I love
2: that show too. <laughs> uh that's where I get my a, a little bit of my knowledge from it, but yeah, that definitely is something that uh, it really, I don't know, that episode resonated with me in that the these alien beings came to watch over the humans who had no one to see them die and give them a proper burial and make sure that they weren't alone in the end, and uh, I think that the first season did a lot of that where it made us look like made us look at not everything is the villain you think it is um and sometimes what we're looking for it sometimes what 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 our enemy is is right in our faces the thing that we're not even realizing and it was the english
1: (laughs) wow
0: that's that's very deep (laughs) that's deep on many levels um like a, to go back on the Rosa Parks episode, I've only watched it twice because, um, to me, it's a very chilling episode to watch because, um, mm. and this is like more compliments on the acting of uh, Bradley Walsh and like a lot of the extras in the episode were, um,
2: yeah,
0: or Bradley Walsh was in a mixed-race show marriage and um, he was not happy to be in Tennessee. Wait. Where was it again um, was it tennessee georgia alabama the south the south alabama i'm sorry history majors and i'm sorry rosa parks i looked up to you for a long time still do
1: <laughs> we will, we all, we all know that the south looked down upon it with a violent fervor right
0: so oh, like, we like um, it was just a very chilling episode with all the uh with all the extras, like giving you those shows of "you're not welcome" and we hate you, and we think our feelings are validated for no reason.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, those are the worst people to ever exist. And I think people who, uh, the majority, who really, who the real majority is, actually agree with that. Uh, those people shouldn't be talking about like stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, but, anyways, uh, yeah, so it's interesting how they made like a real like i mean i guess closer to us since we kind of live more in that area mm-hmm. with like rosa parks and had that tie-in
0: right and um like that's i agree like that's what i liked about from the first season that it's more yes there are sci-fi elements but they were focused on people's stories like um the human condition and uh Instead of having, like, a traditional arc of um, the impossible girl or whatever, it was more like, okay, we're going to see Ryan and uh, Graham. Is it Graham or Graham? Graham. 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 I think that's how they say it. They slowly bond together because um, Graham was married to Ryan's grandmother. She died. Graham felt it was his responsibility to take care of Ryan, blah, 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 blah and uh exactly i thought it was a pretty good season i know that a lot of things were lackluster and maybe i just remember it fondly because of the emotions i was going through at the time but i thought it was a very solid season
2: i think one of the interesting are probably the best elements of the first season when you look back at it is the fact that they kind of touched back to the original roots of doctor who in that some of the very original stories were more historical stories rather than like sci-fi alien stories and they gave us kind of like those historical backdrops again for for the first time in a while like we'd see them go back in time and but it was always in it wasn't always but it was a lot of times in space or in the future in the very uh, somewhere else but we got to see like you said our the human stories that we don't usually get to see all of the time
1: that that is very interesting because i am a big fan of uh, metal Gear Solid, um, and Metal Gear Solid Three did have like that very historical backdrop during the Cuban mm-hmm. Missile Crisis, um, but then of course they got to end it with like a giant, uh, giant metal uh, robot chasing them down. But right, right. <laughs> for the most part, it was very like it's very human between you know the stories. So it's it's interesting that like you you mentioned that was like the earlier Doctor Who stuff, and I just find that stuff fascinating. We can take like real stuff and then make like a fictional story out of it.
0: Well, um, they did have a, and I might find a way to link it to this episode later, they do have an episode where the first doctor meets the Aztecs, and his companion Barbara uh, yeah. decides, I'm gonna fix all of this and put an end to human sacrifices. Like, don't do it! You don't wanna mess <laughs> it up! <laughs> uh, Sounds yeah. like it did well
1: for the Aztecs. <laughs> right. Curry.
2: And uh, then the doctor accidentally got married.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, um, Dude, to a uh,
2: to who? <laughs> to an Aztec woman who proposed to him by uh, giving him uh, a gift and he didn't realize what was going on. It's like, oh yeah, you're married now. What? Oh, Okay, let's leave.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, good good for him. Good for him. <laughs> or, for, or her. I don't know who
0: it was then. Him. <laughs> but like, like, okay, I'm going to tension about this, about that episode in a bit. Like, Barbara's goal was just like, put an end to, census in her opinion, census sacrifices and, um, bring logic and reasoning and uh well, she failed to change history because she was told to not change history she did influence the thoughts of other people's like maybe this is not the necessary way
2: yeah
1: and then they put on an altar and took her heart out right
0: she got to wear a very pretty outfit though because they thought she was a goddess oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, that, that old thing, huh? Yeah, um, she... You know, that old thing. You pop up somewhere, they see you. You must be a god. Fun times. Mm-hmm. Um, Gabriel, how familiar are you with the like extended stuff, like the books and um, Torchwood and Big Finish?
2: I have seen the entirety of Torchwood. Um i i've read some books i have listened to some big finnish stories Uh, i think some of the ones uh that i did listen to i didn't get through the whole thing because i found it kind of hard to follow when they were doing the time lord victorious thing and i couldn't really find everything that i wanted to about that those stories but i did uh, listen to some of that as well as um I did watch the first season of Class.
0: There's only one season I've seen
2: <laughs> Oh. I heard it was coming back. Uh, or there it's doing a spin-off of the spin-off. Well I um and uh what else? Uh I also have uh, oh goodness. There is a uh, uh seen some of the Sarah Jane Smith episodes. So but like, only okay. the ones with the doctor in it
0: <laughs> i've seen the first four seasons and um i feel sad if i it's one of those shows i don't want to finish because unfortunately elizabeth Slayton passed away in 2020 right. from ca- cancer complications mm-hmm. so it's like i don't want to finish it <laughs> um, yeah that was very sad <laughs> but yeah uh and what happened with the timeline victorious was um covid
2: covid right Right, makes um, sense
0: for the
1: hopefully they'll they'll do a backdrop episode about that it's like oh yeah we're here in the middle of a pandemic again and uh we gotta we gotta let this happen
0: <laughs> actually i just... think they just
2: kind of ignored the the pandemic because they were in like 2020 but they didn't talk about it
0: uh uh-huh. it didn't happen in the doctor who universe but um yeah yeah the people of Doctor Who actually did a lot of fancy events during the year of 2020. Um, I actually participated in a choir where we sang the um, the song from uh, The Rings of Arkahaten, or is it Arkahaten?
2: Oh, uh, Akaten?
0: There we go. I participated in that choir.
2: <laughs> wow, that's cool.
0: Thank you. Um, uh, but yeah, um, so here's my thing is that um, while I do like the first season, a lot of second season I did not like and I was just like dude there are writers who wrote the novels for 13th Doctor that could do a better job (laughs) than what was presented
2: I think uh, a majority of my issue with all of the 13th Doctor's run is the writing for the most part Uh, some episodes were pretty good memorable uh The second season, honestly, I don't even remember a lot of it. Uh, I remember probably three episodes. Uh, First two Spy Falls, and then uh, the Fugitive uh, episode.
0: Right, where we had the... How do I feel about it? Um... So I love the Fugitive Doctor episode, and I love the Spyfall episodes, but I just thought as soon as they destroyed Gallifrey, they ruined Jodie's character.
2: (laughs) Uh, The modern Doctor Who writers have a big problem with Gallifrey. They consistently decide, it just needs to die, and I hate that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Me too, um... (laughs) Adam.
2: They they just don't leave it alone. (laughs)
1: Just bring him back just to kill it
2: again. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> they, they killed it off at the beginning of the reboot. Then they brought it back just to burn it all again. <laughs> that
0: sounds like my type of show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just thought that it was just like... You took away her strongest part of the Doctor, which maybe some people thought was getting annoying, but I just thought... You took her strongest part of this. he took away the one thing that she had in this role where she Mm -hmm. did not have in all other roles. And, uh... It just got on my nerves. Like, I understand the doctor was going through obviously the emotional sortation of losing everyone she's ever known again. Mm. And it's just like a lot of out of character things for me from season two that I just did not like. And um, I just thought you need to bring in some of the book people to start writing for the show.
2: I don't know what they were trying to like accomplish with it. Like we, we, we hit that storyline in the beginning of the reboot with nine, you know, and we saw the doctor go through the grieving process of losing their planet and just kind of taking it away again, just is like, what, what are you trying to like, redo that storyline it just didn't it didn't make sense like just leave gallifrey in the background and occasionally have the time lords pop up so <laughs> it All makes right. it more interesting <laughs>
0: All Right, and um it's kind of funny because like i was actually uh before her premiere episode i was actually doing a series of paintings of jodie whittaker wearing uh wearing costumes from um a wrinkle in time where Midi Kaling played mrs who and i was like oh i'm gonna paint her wearing mrs Sue's outfit so somewhere Mm. in my artist stuff there's all of those paintings but um and some one of them looks like she looks very gallifreyan but yeah i agree with you like um i thought it was like the worst thing you could do because we already explored that story and it took away from a character that already had established herself and i don't know what they were doing with a timeless child plot but i'm just like I just thought it's probably going to be the doctor who the timeless child is, isn't it?
2: I, I I think the the timeless child, in general, the idea of the timeless child is not a bad idea, but with the bad writers on the show, I don't think they they did it anywhere near where they could have done. Because the idea of the Timeless Child touches on like the history or the canon of Doctor Who where it's possible that the Doctor was a a part of the founding of Gallifrey. Um but I don't know, they they kind of like they just didn't it, it didn't hit it well.
0: It did not and like um my thing, my biggest issue, is the very predictable "quote unquote" twist, of like, "Oh, the doctor is the time chair. I was like, "Really? Huh?"
2: Didn't see that come. <laughs> you are the chosen
1: one,
0: main character of the show. <laughs> and, uh, Basically, I, I bet you didn't know it was you. <laughs> I, I'm just gonna be honest and say that I hate chosen one stories. I hate like, "Oh, you're the special. You're the only one that can do this." Have a McRib because you're the special. Have <laughs> a McRib. <laughs> and, uh,
2: on season, in season, you know, because you're special. Right.
0: And I was just thought a bit, a better twist, um, would have been like, oh, what if Susan was the timeless child? Or what if the timeless child is, I don't know, um, the Rani?
2: Hmm. <laughs> like we have like there's knowledge of the the like gallifreyan founders that we've always been told the story of like uh you know there's uh rassilon and the one one character called the other and i often like even though it wasn't said in canon that the other was like the doctor or like a previous incarnation or like a past life that was eventually resurrected as the doctor but it just seemed odd to me that the story of the timeless child was that's how the Time Lords became that. When we had like a whole other canon of how they became Time Lords before that,
0: right? And um, it just brought up a bunch of plot holes. And like um, the mm-hmm. previous, the previously mentioned individual friend, Jared, uh, pointed out, was like, "How did the TARDIS become the Doctor's if the Doctor already had the TARDIS?"
2: Right. I did recently see uh, see a um, uh, a theory about that that said basically they basically said that uh, the first time the doctor ever went to Earth in whatever incarnation was like in the sixties, and then it uh, took on the form of the police box. And then later glitched out back into the police box when I, I didn't I don't even remember because I read it and for a second it made sense, but now I feel like, well that doesn't even make sense. Like why why is it why is it the police box? I still don't understand that.
0: I think it's just Clara doing her shenanigans. B <laughs> uh, Like that's just the mo- that's just the most thing that makes sense to me. It's like it was Clara at the Tartars, they're in cahoots, they did the thing.
2: They did the thing, yeah.
0: Um, what was I going to say? Because that's the thing you
2: can be for sure that happens in Doctor Who. A thing will happen.
0: And then um, the Doctor got arrested, and we got John Barman back, and because of Noel Clark, he messed it up for everyone.
1: <laughs> that monster. That monster who I definitely know who you're talking about. That one.
2: Uh, I love to see John Barman back. Loved him back in the role of Captain Jack.
0: <laughs> he's fun, like
2: uh, uh, always fun, and you can finally see him aging into his future version.
0: <laughs> that's true too. Well, we don't know for sure if he's the face of Bo. I,
2: right? I choose to, think although it's, a joke. it's highly implied.
0: <laughs> I just think that it's a joke. Um, I don't think It'd he be, actually yeah. is going to be the face of Bo. Uh, so. You never know. I was gonna say, um,
2: but the good thing is is that if he keeps aging, we know that he can come back at any point in time because he's immortal anyway,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true too. Um, it's on my he's on he's during some pre-talk with uh Arturo, I was actually talking about how there's only a handful of actors I want to meet now at before I start my convention life, and like he's one of them. <laughs> and he's kind of Make- a very,
1: Make sure you go to his house to meet him personally at his at his home.
0: Which one? He has like three of them. Oh,
1: just try. Just keep knocking on each door until you find. Him. <laughs>
0: That's a I think he was
2: actually in Houston recently, and I missed out on it. Um, uh, I like I live in Houston. I think he came here for a convention, and I missed out on it mainly because you know being broke. Um, <laughs> that'll do that.
0: Right, I, I think it was 2017. No, not 2015. It was a specific year where John Barman was in Houston along with a few of the doctors, and I think yeah, David was... Tennant too. And uh, mm. right now, my main focus is like David Tennant and Peter Capaldi, and probably Jodie Whitaker too, if I get the chance. But like, those are like the last few that I want to meet before I end my convention life. I've already met the Hobbits. So. <laughs>
2: I haven't met any of the doctors yet, and I would at least like to meet one. Capaldi, probably.
0: (laughs) I've met Sylvester McCoy, he's a lovely person, he's very short.
2: Oh, Jared told me he met him randomly at NASA. Uh,
1: What? (laughs) That is odd, yes.
2: Like, a perfect backdrop for that, but that he was there for something, and he's like, I didn't even know he was going to be there.
0: (laughs) Wow. Wow it's an amazing life he has
2: <laughs> yeah uh,
0: he so not only
1: did he go to nasa he met like a famous person while at nasa oh uh,
2: we, 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 in houston nasa becomes a thing that you often go to and it's just like after a while you get bored of it really i've been there like a bunch of times
0: i want to go well i've only been to houston once in my life and like um thank god i wasn't driving
1: that's like, because I, I live near Detroit, so it's kind of like when you're in Detroit, they have like all these attractions, but there's like four main big ones. Mm-hmm. They can mainly get in for free if you just got your driver's license with you. And, you know, like you see it once and you're like, yeah, that's boring. Yeah. Go back there a year later, it's almost the exact same thing.
2: And that's often what happens with NASA. They keep a lot of the same exhibits for a while. Although the last time I was there recently for Christmas lights, it was a little different. From the last time I saw it 10 years before that, but barely.
0: <laughs> wow. Um, you live such a. I live in a border city, guys. There's not <laughs> much. Uh,
2: yeah, the valley is pretty. empty.
0: <laughs> I-, I just try to keep a low profile. I don't want attention. <laughs> it's
1: the people, man. That's what you're there
0: for the community. Yeah. yeah. The
2: people are great.
1: Of course, we're great. I'm here. I'm great. Exactly. Yeah, they had to make you somehow by not being too terrible. <laughs>
0: um. So yes. Uh. So the flex. Um. Gosh, I don't know oh, what the hell is going on with the flex.
2: <laughs> probably real quick. Going back to season second season real quick. Probably the my favorite my two favorite bits of second season were Joe Martin as the fugitive Doctor oh, and. Uh, sh- sh- Sasha, Sasha as the master like they immediately brought energy to those roles like oh yeah Joe's the doctor and yeah he's the master like perfect they were perfect for their roles
0: <laughs> this is the observation I made where I'm just like a little irked at um, so previously the master is Missy a right. lady time lord
2: she was great, too.
0: Oh, yeah. Missy is amazing. She's a Gomez. Yeah,
2: she is. She I mean...
0: must be your cousin. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
0: and um, what was I going to say? Uh, Sasha is the first minority master. So I'm just like, wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. How come the master gets to be that minorities first and then the doctor follows? Like, that's my little arc for the situation. <laughs>
2: oh, no, they make them the villain first. <laughs> I was
0: like, mm, mm. "That's just my." Little, I didn't realize that. <laughs> that's my little irk and observation with the roles. I'm like, mm. um, but hey, what can uh, you
2: it is still a major role in Doctor Who, though. Mas- the Master is one of the most major roles in the series, so that is a good thing, at least.
0: <laughs> right, and like, um, he had in the '96 movie, like he had an unofficial first minority companion that was a—I uh, can't remember his name—but he was Asian.
2: Oh. Yeah, yeah.
1: That sounds more interesting to me cuz you could have like you could add all like all kinds of stuff that go in with like the time traveling and uh, like I don't know, dragons and I don't know, stuff like that, you know what
0: I mean? Eastern. Like all kinds of Like all took... this eastern stuff. It's true Adam the doctor took on freaking Satan at one point.
2: Oh, that's true, right?
0: Adam. he yeah. killed the devil. <laughs> Yeah, get suck it, Satan. <laughs>
1: um, what was I gonna say? It's get kinda... hecked.
2: That was probably one of my most intriguing episodes because even at the end, the doctor was just basically like, "I don't even know what that was." Right. That couldn't have been the devil, right?
1: He was. What he like? <laughs> roll over? Like like it easy or something? Or
2: <laughs> no, like it was. It was difficult, but he satan basically introduces himself and says yeah i'm the devil like the devil and he's like no you can't exist because the doctor's more or less kind of like not really an atheist because he's fought basically gods um but he's just like you can't be like the devil that's impossible and he just kind of beats him and he's like well that's weird like did i just kill the devil no that wasn't the devil
1: And but the like, Jesus ain't coming. <laughs> <laughs> they even <didn't> realize it.
0: <laughs> uh, that's kind of another thing that I liked about the Chip No Arrows. Um, previously with Russell T Davis, like my only complaint was, I understand his perspective as a gay man, where um, he was not happy with religion, so like he took as many shots at particularly right wing Christianity as often as he could. And mm-hmm. there, yeah. yeah. Chibnall, he didn't specifically go for Christianity, but he was just like, hey, um, Muslim people exist, um, people of faith, cool, um, just don't use your faith for evil, please.
2: Right, right. As a uh, someone uh, who, uh, I, I, I've not mentioned this about myself in this show, but as someone who was a former pastor, uh, I get where they're coming from when they take shots at the church, because yeah they're probably right <laughs> a lot of times
0: yeah and um, like for me like i come from a very religious family. so like a lot of those shots were very fair but i'm just like um i feel a little attacked at some of these like,
2: um, <laughs> just a, just a little just a smidge
1: <laughs> yeah 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 I, I used to be religious and that's one of the reasons i left and a lot of those. so like what i see and hear a lot of those um Reason because a lot of people have gone through a lot more tragic stuff than I have, but a lot of stuff I do identify with,
0: right? Um, that was I gonna say, but uh, that's my enjoyment of the Chipno era. Um, now on to the flex for real. Uh, yes, uh, sorry about uh, that. <laughs> okay. The flex
2: was too much.
0: <laughs> I get that they worked with what they had concerning pandemic and policies and all that stuff, but I was like. Huh?
2: <laughs> oh, there was so much, like, I feel like they could have done, and for the sake of writing twists, which is big, Chibnall's big problem, for the sake of twists, he does things that kind of just ruin the story.
0: Right, like, um, like with the twist in uh, Orphan 55, which is a waste of 45 minutes, by the way. <laughs> It's like he he didn't proofread the first draft of his terms paper, which I'm convinced (laughs) was a thing for him. It's like he was trying to shove as much in there and be like, it's Earth! Earth! Yeah, I don't know. Like, even even the, the fact
2: that it was supposed to be a twist, it was almost obvious. Again, like, some of his twists are like, well, this is pretty obvious that what you're trying to do, what you're trying to say.
0: Right. And so, um, thankfully the flux had, it had a nice twist of, like, that couple looking for each other and being just trying to find each other. <laughs> I didn't like that. They had no point in being there, but they were there and I liked it. it.
2: really didn't. I, I will have to disagree with you on that. Like, their story might be sweet, but I don't think, I, I didn't like that they were there. <laughs>
0: um, I do like that they brought in uh, the Lupau um, species from the from one of the uh, books uh, the book is called The Good Doctor Not To Be Confused with the amazing drama that makes me cry or it did make me cry the first three (laughs) seasons (laughs) and my dog is acting weird and so um, wants to be part of the
2: cast yeah
0: Maya you had your chance you didn't audition (laughs) I didn't audition either (laughs)
1: Let the dog speak.
0: <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't even howl. Like my, she's a mm-hmm. husky. And my brother. My brother tried doing that Zootopia meme from a few years ago of like howling with huskies. Oh wow! And instead, he just got, that. He just got a video of me screaming at him to stop. <laughs> <I guess>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're the most silent husky in the world. Apparently, that's amazing. Yes. She's a
0: good hunter.
2: I have. Well, I have a pit bull and. Uh, she she doesn't howl she doesn't know how to howl she certainly barks a lot but her bark is a lot worse than anything else because she's a big baby too
0: Aww.
2: all you got to do is push back a little bit and she will run away oh
1: that's how a lot of that's how a lot of pit bulls are like they're they're they very are. like they're very soft they like they look mean but they're very soft like even oh. when they bark they're like more like chirps
2: and we learned uh we learned that they actually have a like a nickname, uh, the nanny dogs, because they like yes. taking care of children.
1: They love babies. Before yeah. they were fighting dogs, they were they were bred to be nannies.
2: Yeah, uh, that's how we found her. Actually, um, she uh, around. I live like right next to my church, and she was wandering the neighborhood uh, and kind of just came onto the church property and started like playing with the kids. And the parents oh. got scared, but she was not doing anything like she was just being happy. And then she followed us home and we gave her food and she never left. Just <laughs> yeah, <that's such> <laughs> so like free food here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's how they get sure. Yeah. Oh, now let's see. Um, I don't have much to say about the flux. Um,
2: with the flux? That... Well, go ahead.
0: Well, first of all, I love the way the way the way that Jody Riddick says the flux. I was like <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, I think the episode the the season of the flux would have been a lot better if they had not included the ravagers and the story would have been more of the doctor versus the division. I was more interested in that storyline than anything else
0: yeah, you're right like what was the whole point of the ravagers being like, If you're going to give exposition... They were just big dads. (laughs) If you're going to give exposition, do a good job of giving exposition. Like, I understand the role of less is more is very effective, but... I feel like
2: they went the opposite with the Flux. They put more into it, thinking that we're going to have a more exciting storyline. But no, there was so much going on that it was kind of hard to follow at
0: times. Yeah, like, I had to do a second follow-through, and... um, Allegedly, and I can't source this um, uh, statement right now because whatever. Um, there was supposed to be a tie in comic where John, where Captain Jack was going to be helping on Earth, but um, because of you Noel know, Clark, thanks a lot, it got canceled. <laughs> mm. And so. Well, um, and I also
2: don't. They, they introduced Dan. I don't. He's pointless.
0: Uh. He was pointless. Um, the only reason why I give him brownie points is because he vaguely resembles my dad. It's like, oh, <laughs> this is interesting. <laughs>
2: like, my favorite companion, uh, I, I, did he come in the Flux? Uh, yeah, in the Flux was uh, the, the one-off companion that we only see for a little while, the Professor Jericho. He,
0: was,
2: he was great. He was great. And I was like, why couldn't he stay with the doctor instead of Dan? <laughs>
0: because Dan had to walk. <laughs> i can't that was a meme <laughs> um, oh
2: goodness his parents were better characters
0: <laughs> speaking of better characters um so poor poor yaz i feel like oh i feel like um because she barely got any character development in the, her first mm-hmm. season but i was just like you could have just said that she was very close with her family, and that would have been the drama between herself and the doctor, rather mm. than this alleged romantic tension. That how do I put it? I have no issue with um the doctor and Yaz being in love, except that both actresses did not give off that kind of chemistry.
1: <laughs> no, Wait, so do, not. So was was this like a gay like relationship type thing going on, like between two women? Uh, uh,
2: n- allegedly n- yes and no
1: <laughs> okay so it's like we're kind of gonna tease allegedly. It a, not... they
2: tried to make it that way basically it was like they were queer baiting um
1: okay, yeah that's what it sounded
2: like really nothing happened
1: yeah that's that's so lame it's like if you're gonna do it commit to the bit don't
2: yeah. half-ass
0: it. my thing was that um I support their ship in terms of friendship because both actresses came and gave like a, oh we're bffs for life energy rather than we are genuinely interesting because um, right we're... Is there...
1: we're, we're blood sisters yay like no don't don't diminish it
0: <laughs> but like i'll bring in another time travel show known as legends of tomorrow where like the two two of the lead actresses um for ava sharp and sarah lance um like they did have that genuine romantic chemistry together and um i did not see that with uh the doctrine yes i just saw two friends <laughs> i'm sorry yeah yeah uh, that's
1: what they that's what they did like this i'm also bringing another another show the power rangers like the movie like the recent like 2014 or whatever it was that one and they turned mm-hmm. trini they they were they were teasing like in the build-up to that release of that movie like trini's gonna be gay and then they get to that scene where like they revealed it you know trini like she did, they didn't mention what she was. in say if she was bi, if she was a full lesbian. They just said like she's not normal, and then that moved on. Yeah, that was about it. I think it was. I think Adam might have said like something about it, it's like because you're you're not straight, and that's basically like the end of it. Like we just know she's not straight.
0: That movie is yeah, not good. One. Um, but no. <laughs> but I will say that um, Becky G and Naomi Scott actually did have good chemistry too so I was like if you're gonna go down that route which that movie series is now cancelled too um, <laughs> that might be the way to go right uh, yeah
2: the companions overall for the Jody's three seasons were very underdeveloped um, which can happen from time to time but like I feel like oftentimes those are companions that don't stay on very long. They're there for a short time and they leave. And they're not invested. But the ones that are long-term usually have a lot more development as opposed to where Graham, Ryan, and Yaz, none of them really had. They tried to make a storyline or make us care about them, but I I just didn't care enough.
0: (laughs) This might have, um, because once again, like I was going through grief at the time, so I just thought, Graham should not be acting this way after the death of the love of his his Mm. life. Yeah. But I just thought you could have made an arc out of that. You could have done a better job of making the arc out of Graham and Ryan's friendship better. Right. um, I kind of wish that they had just done with Yaz instead of just making it uh, try to do a mental health story because they did an awful job of like focusing on mental health. It's like, you know that she's close with her family. You could have focused on that more. And like Mm -hmm. slowly showing how being a companion was conflicting with her family life more.
2: I think if they wanted to develop Yaz better, uh, how I would have rewritten it is after that first episode where the Doctor encounters Graham, uh, Ryan, and Yaz, I would have... Uh, let Gra- graham and ryan kind of go off on their own go back to their lives they're grieving they're figuring things out and they're moving forward as where yaz was the only character that i felt like in those moments were like i'm looking for something more so i'm gonna travel with the doctor and there they could have developed their relationship better over the course of the next few seasons and maybe actually made us care about the relationship they would have been in
0: like, my thing was that um, in that same episode with giant spiders, like, Yaz's first instant was like, I need to check on my family. And I was like, I get that, because um, I am very close with my family, so mm-hmm. I feel like they could have focused on that more and have Yaz's family returning more frequently, kind of like they did with uh, Rose and Martha's family, where they kind of, right, right. and even Donna's family, like, they became regulars, and it's like, hey, um, the doctor's just messing with our lives.
2: Oh yeah, I love Wilf.
0: <laughs> uh, rest in peace, Wilf. Yeah. Um. So. <sighs> we've almost reached the end of the thirteenth ten year. Um. I kind of liked the oh, specials. No. Uh, what's it called? Um, I liked the New Year's special because it had one of my favorite comedians. Um. Mm-hmm. And I liked the Sea Devils because it was it wasn't amazing but it wasn't bad
2: <laughs> i think that the sea devils was probably my least favorite special and uh, just simply because i felt like the the effects um i feel like they did way better effects when in other sea in the flux and other things and i don't know it just seemed poor like where were they filming this what how much budget that they had for this special <laughs> cuz it clearly wasn't the same as the rest of the series
0: i don't know but um I think that part. The story of wasn't people, a bad idea. I think part of it was like they kind of wanted to keep some of the cheesiness of the, especially effects mm. of the classic series for the Sea Devils.
2: Maybe so, yeah.
0: Because that that was that's kind of a theme. Like um, with Capaldi's second to last adventure, like they included the creepy, scary um, Cybermen. Oh yeah, and that's uh, true. The Santarans got. I don't know why anyone thought this, that looked intimidating, but, like, the classics and turns look like turds. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, I think they got... Uh, when they got upgraded, they should have just stuck with that.
0: <laughs> it just creeped me out. Um,
2: <laughs> they didn't look great.
0: <laughs> no, and, um... There's just so many things I have against the flex. I'm just like, you really let... I mean, I kind of also appreciate they're like, keeping countless lives dead, but at the same time, it's like, uh, they're gonna stay dead? Huh?
1: Okay, yeah. so we've been we've been th- we talking about the flux role. I have no idea what the flux is. No one Can does. Please... Okay, well, that helps a lot. Thank you.
2: The uh, problem is, is that they like they made it seem like there are these characters that were made to be the big bads in the beginning called the Ravagers. And they made it seem like they were the ones responsible when really it was this thing called the division that the doctor was a part, a part of in one of her past lives. And the the story kind of just got muddled up and it was hard to tell like who was supposed to be the big bads. And the division was supposed to be it, but then they kind of like killed off like the founder of Gallifrey, like out of nowhere. And that kind of just made me mad. It's like, okay, we finally see this, and then you just take it away for the sake of a twist.
0: All right. Um. I will say <laughs> that I really liked the clothing that the ravages wore. I want that suit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they were stylish.
0: They were. um
2: They weren't really necessary, but they were stylish.
0: <laughs> it's like that. That's some extra level stuff. I.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: So, okay. They
2: were definitely extra, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the flux uh, was basically a, an event that was in, trying to end the universe.
0: Right.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Um... And the doctor stopped
2: it. Though we don't kind of talk, they don't kind of talk about it in the in the in the specials moving forward. But like, basically, half of the universe was destroyed, and uh, yeah, that's kind of where the, we left it off.
0: <laughs> right, and like um. Like this is confirmed that she's gonna be returning, but I was like some companions are still out there. Like I was like, Is Mel okay? Her right. the space station? And, like they confirmed she's fine, she's alive, don't worry.
2: <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah, they just kinda left a lot of loose ends at the end of the flux. It's just like, well uh, so we're just gonna ignore all of that now.
0: Right, like um unfortunately the only confirmed dead classic series companion is Romana and maybe Leela? Mm. Is Leela dead? I don't know. I'm not sure. But they said that Romano was like one of the first to die for the Time War. Um, so, poop.
2: Yeah. I know that some of the extended series do so show Susan returning during the Time War. Um, yeah, I have not actually finished. done for the stories. Yeah.
0: Um, I'll let you find those. Um, they're pretty decent stories. Uh, I know Capaldi was doing his best to convince uh, Moffat to let Susan return. Since her actress mm. is still alive, and I was like, "Please do it! Please do it! Please do it!" Pretty please. even then,
2: she is supposed to be a time lord, so she could regenerate if she's off somewhere else.
0: What I thought she was just Gallifreyan. I didn't know she was a time lord.
2: Oh, you know what? That's true. I forget that there's the difference. <laughs> right. She might not be a time lord, yeah, but Gallifreyans still do live for a long time, anyway. Right.
0: But it was just like for me, it was just like one of those you have this opportunity. Go mm-hmm. for it. You should go for it. You're not going to go for it? Okay.
2: Yeah, <laughs> um, nah, 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 Right.
0: So speaking of opportunity, um, my gosh, I really loved her final special. Um, I, I went in with uh, depressingly low expectations and I was just like mm-hmm. very touched by how they handled the situation.
2: I was cautiously optimistic about the story. Um, I had seen some of the trailers and things, and I was like, okay, it hasn't been super great. Um, can we actually get a good episode? And from, right from the beginning, I watched it with Jared, and right from the beginning, both of us were like, this already feels like it's a Doctor Who episode, and that's something... That i haven't felt like in a while so it i I really did love the special
0: um for me because uh i don't know if it's because i don't have cable anymore or because doctor who is not as big as it was in circa matt smith era Mm -hmm. but it felt like uh like they weren't putting that same amount of effort into it and so for me i was just like well this is something i I wanted to finish it the way I started it, which was on TV. Um, mm-hmm. This is like a, because like I mentioned, uh, a lot of thirteenth tenure was kind of my own emotional journey where, um, mm-hmm. to me, I thought of like, this doctor is here right now in my time of need. Um, by the way, uh, for everyone listening, it's Doctor Who is not the only thing in my life that was helping me through <laughs> grief. I obviously <laughs> had family, I had faith, I had friends, <laughs> but...
2: But Doctor Who helps too.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, working on a 13th Doctor costume was like a kind of one of the things I did to mentally get my mind back into being artsy again. Mm. And so uh, where was I going with this? So I'll That was say, a beautiful story. <laughs> um, so so I will say that it kind of felt like because with the 50th anniversary, Stephen Moffat obviously focused more on reboot Doctor Who or the return of Doctor Who and for this one um as soon as I saw uh Sophie Adrick, I believe I have her book in my library um as soon as I saw her and a- as Ace pop up again I was like oh yes Ace my favorite mm. classic series companion <laughs> I was like yeah that got me a little excited I'm glad they gave her back her baseball bat and her jacket
2: mm-hmm yeah, yeah. Gotta go with the classic look.
0: Um, I actually met... Uh, I haven't spoken to her in for a while, but I met a good friend of mine based on the Ace jacket, and I regret not buying that jacket from her.
2: Oh. Oh, wow. I... um. I loved to see the callbacks to Classic Who. Um, I loved... To see the eighth doctor in like a main episode,
0: yes. Uh,
2: I love, um, I love the eighth doctor, and I so much wish we he would have more screen time. I have listened to some of the big finish audios of him, and he's great. Um,
0: Palm again. But,
2: uh, yeah, Palm again is great. <laughs>
0: I uh, that's it's actually funny that same friend that I just mentioned tried her best to get me to listen to his audio stories. And I was just like, I was really broke back then. Mm. <laughs> like, um,
2: They're expensive.
0: <laughs> they are, but I'm still broke. But now I can't. I'm brokeay now. That yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, broke, uh, brokeish, brokeish. <laughs> brokeay, I'm fancy broke. <laughs>
2: fancy broke. <good. laughs> I still do fancy things. Yeah. I, I i
0: feel that <laughs> uh so what was i saying um but yeah it was a uh, very touching because like um unfortunately due to time and due to time uh the classic doctors did not get to be in the 50th anniversary and then mm-hmm. they got to be brought back in um peter davidson got to return as the fifth doctor and gave words of encouragement to tegan and um sylvester McCoy got to return and uh get like kind of confirmed to ace that she was not a weapon to him which is um if you read the book at childhood's end like that's the main thought in ace's mind is like did he breed me to be a weapon does he breed all of his companions to be weapons and he was like no i wanted you to be better to show you that there's an alternate life to being violent
2: Mm. yeah i really did um like I have only watched classic Who up to uh, the second Doctor, um, you know what's available. <laughs> um, but I have seen some stories and snippets of like the seventh and Ace and uh, like the fourth Doctor, um, which I did hear that they they did try to reach out to Tom Baker, but that he wasn't able to because of time. Uh, issues or scheduling constraints, he couldn't appear in the episode. Um,
0: He's also been hanging out with the Star Wars people a little bit too.
2: Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, to see that, to be able to see that was something really nice. Um, excuse me. Hello, uh, I lost y'all for a second.
1: Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, My computer
2: shut off for a second, oh, but um, <laughs> I'm still here. It just went to sleep. But uh, yeah, to see the the reconciliation between the Ace and the Seventh, and to see um, the Fifth Doctor like reconnect as well. Uh, what was his companion's name? I forgot.
0: Ace and Tegan.
2: Tegan, Tegan, right? Correct. Um, to see them reconnect there it was a very touching moment and it made the episode very emotional um, just to kind of see that it, what I felt was it kind of finally like reconnected Jody with like her past like we've talked they've talked about like the doctor kind of like her a little bit of her story has been like after finding out about the time of the child being unsure of who she was, mm-hmm. but seeing her like talk to her past selves kind of like helped us bring connection to herself again. And I felt that was really nice.
0: Right. She's more
2: in touch with being the doctor again.
0: Right. And um, it, it's nice to see that there's closure. Um, I think the saddest thing for me was, and I, texted jared about this like the only one missing was sarah jane Hmm. and um i have not watched classic who chronologically like i've been jumping around. um i've seen all of seventh doctor's tenure i need to watch fifth and um i'm gonna be controversial and say that i thought tom baker's episodes are mostly boring (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i have not seen
2: a lot of his but i know that he is famous for like uh, kind of like bringing the iconic energy to the doctor because he's one of the longest running doctors.
0: Right, and he has that but, scarf. Um,
2: of course, the iconic scarf. I have one. I have one
0: too. Uh, uh, the scarf makes the fit.
2: Mm-hmm. And, A- and also the the jelly babies, which twelve brought back. Capaldi brought back. Uh, and I love, wait, wait, I love that.
1: Like like jelly beans. Jelly
2: beans. They're like. Yeah, but they're British. Are
1: they? Yeah, like so like what's what so what's with that? Like <laughs> were they like magical or something?
2: No, he just kind of carried them with the fourth doctor just kind of carried them with him wherever he went and would often offer them to everyone, including his enemies.
0: Right. <laughs> and so
2: And so, so the yeah, the 12th Doctor kind of brought it back but in a kind of fancy way cuz the fourth I think often just kind of had them like in a paper bag or something. And the twelfth doctor pulled them out. What and look what kind of looked like a, I don't know, like a little cigarette or business card holder, and it's like jelly, baby.
0: But that's just what they had at the time. I'm like, um, <laughs> yeah. Like even in the '90s, like, uh, I don't know if you ever had this. I know Arturo had it, but there was a candy called Lucas Limon, and it had oh, like yeah, lead in it. And I was like, oh dang, how are we alive? That's that's how it oh, tastes. That's, so that's good. a good
2: question. <laughs> <laughs> I ate so much lead. of that.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> the lead tasted the best. That was the best part.
0: God knows. Um, so back to the leave special. it to Latinos
2: to do something like that because uh, I know that they're, <laughs> they. They're, they, they, back, they also though. use the. I know that some people use like ceramic bowls that the paint also has lead yes. in it and you should not be using those. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, but if you don't lose it, your Dia is going to be so upset that you're not using uh, it. Yeah, of, so. course, of course. <laughs> yeah, just put some like grapes or something in
1: there. I don't know. Don't just, just don't eat the paint. You'll be fine.
2: Don't eat the paint. But back to the special. <laughs>
1: so, um. <laughs> Wait, no, that's the only
0: time I had time to talk. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh,. I gotta say, I was actually delightfully surprised that they did something... I thought it would be cool if they did it, but they're probably not going to do it, and it's like... They put in Rara Rasputin, and I was like, oh my gosh, for real?
2: <laughs> that was amazing.
0: <laughs> and like, the Dalek and the siren was like, they don't have faces. What is happening? <laughs> they don't have faces. You can still
2: you know, tell their emotions. It's
0: like, huh? Huh?
2: are are we sure we wanted to agree to this (laughs) I mean we could just kill them both right now
0: right and um, they actually did a shout out to the Daleks master plan by saying the master's Dalek plan (laughs) and so oh
2: goodness um, yeah that was fun that was fun I loved that the master put on every piece of costume clothing he could find of the doctor's past incarnations
0: that's true, too. I'm just like, because a lot of that was presumably lost.
2: Yeah, um, the seventh vest, the celery from the fifth, the fourth scarf, Jody's cloak.
0: Um, he was wearing ten's tie and uh, ten's tie. I believe twelve's shirt.
2: Uh, he should have put on a fez.
0: <laughs> he should have, but um, it's a little too personal. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, true, true, true. The only reference he the only one that didn't really well, no, he had the flute of second doctor and Well,
2: oh yes, the the recorder,
0: the recorder. I'm sorry. Um, forgive me, band people. I was in band, but <laughs> I was in a crappy band. I was in fourth band. Oh
2: it's okay. We forgive you. No,
0: <laughs> I accept
1: that. When the the recorder, the flute thing that everybody had to play.
2: Yeah, uh, in, like yeah. elementary school. And learn yeah. to cross blends.
1: Yep, I didn't, I didn't have to do that.
2: It's a rite of passage for um, 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 young American children.
1: Hold on, not hold, on, hold on, not. I, not when I went to school. I, there were people who did it, but I went to a school that didn't have that in their oh. in their in their class in their in their um their music class.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: I got to get away
0: with missing that horrible experience.
2: <laughs> Lucky you.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. I have about seven years of child abuse, and so does every person associated with band, because band directors are the only people allowed to get away with child abuse.
2: Basically, yes.
0: Uh, To all band directors... I was also in band. To all band directors listening, you know it's true, don't lie. (laughs) Uh, Oh, yeah.
2: Cause heat exhaustion, uh, you know... Uh, constant degradation yes Uh, you know just just the works
1: so just like that just like that movie about like what was the movie about jazz or whatever and there's jazz teachers screaming at the top of his lungs at every student
0: yes oh yes that was real um so i thought the plot was really interesting too like the master kind of like taking over the doctor's body and ruining the doctor's reputation across the universe
2: the doctor's definitely gonna have to deal with that
0: next right and um there's one thing I was hoping they do since the start of Jodi's run when she when time came for her to leave Mm -hmm. and so in one of the little special bonus things they put on YouTube they talk about the how they designed Jodi's outfit and it they wanted to give emph- put emphasis that it was purchased at a charity shop, which is kind of the equivalent of our thrift stores in the United States. Mm-hmm. And so what I was hoping they'd do is like um, she'd go to that same charity shop a few days before and leave her coat there, and then she'd allow regeneration to happen. Mm. That's what I was hoping for. It didn't happen, and I'm a little annoyed they didn't take it been nice. Away.
2: Yeah,
0: I I thought, why didn't you take advantage of that?
2: (laughs) I mean, nice. I did love her kind of, like, speech at the end, because I think that um, ever since Matt Smith, the 11th Doctor, um, they've kind of had, like, these kind of longer-winded speeches. Mm -hmm. Um, Because 10s was just real short. Um, 9 didn't really have much to say, and then... Matt had a lot to say and 12 had a lot to say, but Jody didn't say too much. I just kind of like the way she ended it with like, doctor, whoever you are next tag you're in. And it's just kind of like, I, I think it, 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 it gives more, some more life to the character in terms of a, like a lot of the regenerations often see regeneration as dying. And she definitely felt that way for a moment. But she's like, here we go. Like the story is still continuing. There's still more.
0: I c- I love it too. And um, before I continue on um with the reunion of all the companions, it was a beautiful way to bring the past back into the present. And um, it thought mm-hmm. of like yeah, the first true emotional moment that thirteen gave um, consulting uh Graham about the passing of uh Grace, yeah. of saying I carry them with me like, all the people that she's lost, it's like, they're still here. And I probably, they probably would have loved to see her one more time, too. And, um, the sillier part of my head, if you're familiar with the TV show, The Catherine Tate Show, there's a little skit where it's, like, last hit. And, like, so when she said tag, you're right as like, "Eh, a little bit of foreshadowing of Donna. (laughs) Donna, yeah. Um, so. And what are your? Thoughts I do. About those last few moments.
2: I do have uh, a theory about why she regenerated into ten. Uh, or fourteenth Doctor and uh, God was going to be the fifteenth. I don't know. That's I, the numbers are up to opinion really at this point.
0: Shitty is but, fourteen to me.
2: <laughs> um, but I uh, I have a theory that when the master took control of the doctor uh, the doctor like overrode her re- existence that it kind of m- it messed with the block that was put on Donna and when they regressed that kind of like resonated as uh, she was regenerating and so sent out this signal to Ten and it kind of just synced there because that's how she became the Dr. Donna, you know, with Ten. And so it resonated where, and that's why she re- regenerated into our, our friend David Tennant again.
0: Right. And um, I am confused but relieved on how he got that outfit because I'm relieved because I can now recycle my Newt Scamander coat and use it for a <laughs> 10th Dr. Cosplay. Um, it's a great outfit. <laughs> it is, and so I'm just like, I just need. Love to buy, the colors. I just need to buy that vest and those pants, and bam, ready to go.
2: Um, or are you going to say
0: something else? uh, uh Ditto, Are you going to say something right now, or?
1: No, no, I'm just, I'm just silently laughing because I can't contribute anything. Um,
2: <laughs> I definitely think the reason why they're trying to bring they, they definitely brought ten back is because he was. Like, on the, our real life side of things, he was one of the most popular Doctors, and with Doctor Who waning a little bit in popularity, they're like, we need to get our viewers back, let's, uh, let's, let's bring back Tenet.
0: Um, to me, that's probably one of the reasons, and, like, the other reason for me is, um, I'm gonna bring in this band Nightwish as an example, um, even though I'm excited for Shuri Gatwa to become the 14th Doctor, um, they really haven't had time to work with shooty and from my understanding is uh they gotta know what they're working with like um mm-hmm. i'll use nightwish as an example when they got annette olsen to replace charlie at and um they said okay let's sing a few songs together um so she sang the lyrics off a of paper and they just get an idea of what they can do with her vocal range so i'm just like okay we don't know what we can do with you just yet mr gawa but for now he's david
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> And we'll be seeing him soon. Or
0: next year. (laughs) Next year. Next year of 2023. Before we end this lovely memoir to the 13th Doctor. Any last thoughts?
2: I will um, miss the Doctor. uh, The 13th Doctor. I will miss Jodie. I wasn't sure how i was going to react uh, like love her character with issues with the writing and story and everything but i found myself just kind of reminiscing over the stories i really did enjoy and um finding my found myself really like emotional about her departure and just saying i hope we can see her again and i hope we can see her again in some great stories in the future and bring her back uh, so she will be missed definitely, and uh, excited to see what what the future holds for the for for next year for the sixtieth.
0: Right, and um, I agree. Like I am going to miss Jared Zody so much. Um, both for despite my complaints and criticisms, I did genuinely I mean, like her mm-hmm. tenure. Um, uh, for that emotional connection that I have with um the first season and uh, the semi artistic journey that i went with making her costume i mean i bought the coat out from her universe but um <laughs> i love that coat i'm gonna i might wear it tomorrow at work <laughs> um, i
2: need to get myself one i do really like it too
0: <laughs> it was funny like a few years ago like her universe was and hot topic was like hey buy the 13th Thoughts coat and then it's like it stopped producing It was like oh dear no. Does this mean what I think it's going to mean? It's like a few weeks later, Jodie Whitaker resigns. It's like, oh. Oh. That's why. So sad. It is. Um, but it's a beautiful quote, and I will miss Jodie, and I look very forward to Shurigawa um, popping up as the doctor and the return of David Tennant. Same. Same. Mm. Um, so, where can we find any you? last words, do. Uh, yes, do <laughs> where are any last words? <laughs>
1: Oh, uh, I'm surprised I forgot I was here. Uh, but yeah, I I, I did uh, learn a lot um, more than I did, despite not knowing what Flux is. Uh, I, I did learn some interesting tidbits about how the the story was terrible, and they're, they're <laughs> the best days of Doctor Who are behind us. Um, but I think yeah,
2: they're ahead um, of us. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, d- I did learn some like interesting tidbits, how they kind of just went back forth between like, well, we're going to take some real life inspired uh, history and then use that to make fiction. And then they kind of transitioned to more science fiction. Um, and it was just, you know, kind of interesting to learn how th- all the different ways they could have written the story. And they kind of fleshed it all, you know, as much as they could out so far.
0: Wow, thank you. I was not expecting that reaction from you. <laughs> yeah, I-, I do listen. I do listen. Thank you. Um, So where can they find you? I'm going to go in alphabetical order. Arturo. All
1: right. So you can find me on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Mexican trainer. Um, My name is Arturo. I help people lose weight, build muscle, and I help Mexicanos do it because they're my people and I want my people to do well. And so that's why I do this.
0: Awesome. Um, Mr. Gabriel Garcia.
2: My name is Gabriel Garcia. You can find me on like all the social medias. Like he said, to Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok. I don't really use Facebook, but I'm there.
1: Yeah, Um, yeah, same. If you find me on Facebook, I'm good. I'm not gonna add you. Please, that's just for my family. (laughs) Yeah,
2: Um, and uh, YouTube as well. Uh, My tags on most of my socials right now are oh, except for YouTube, but uh, are uh, the anime gym rat. I post a lot of content about anime, uh Doctor Who. Uh I am very much into fitness. Actually, I'm working on becoming a personal trainer too. <laughs> All
0: and, right.
2: Um, and uh yeah, and yeah, you'll find me there with a bunch of other random stuff.
0: <laughs> you can find Sweet. me on the you can find me on the Instagram and the Twitter under LucasGo underscore Art46. And you can find this podcast on Anchor. And uh, let's see. What's our Twitter handle again? The one that I barely touch?
2: <laughs>
0: I, I think
1: it's also LucasArtGo.
0: I know. I'm talking about for the podcast. Um, at tangent EA Pod. Alrighty. Well, thank you both so much for coming and for being loving fans of Doctor Who and I will miss Jodie Whittaker so much.